Conspiracy theory, the Chargers sent the sorry, San Diego sent the Chargers packing so that two years later they could purchase Blake Snell. Check it. Okay. <laughs> nice conspiracy the Chargers theory. For Blake Snell and you Darvish. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we want to we want to be a baseball town, so uh, yeah, get out of here. Build you a new stadium. We're planning on signing some free agents later. Yeah, like three years. <laughs> Sorry, later. We actually want you to share a stadium with another team. Good luck with that. We're actually going to start I mean, charging honestly, you more money to play here. So. If, you were, if you were San Diego, would you rather have Philip Rivers or you Darvish and Blake Snell? I mean, it's just well, who would you have? Yeah, Philip Rivers for that long after that. Dude, he was 5'10", but his dick was like, I don't know, 10'7". I keep shaking my head too much, and it's making my butt go crazy. Oh, God. Jizzy assured. I will spread for daddy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another beautiful episode of The Boda Show. I'm going to be your host today, El Sog, Soggy Boy, the Sogmeister, Sogmaster, Master of Sog, many names I have. With me today, I have Mr. Drew, Drew Chains, Double D, down to Drew, whatever. And I have Chris. He's Chris. No. (laughs) Thank you. As you can, as you can so uh, beautifully see, we are all wearing, except for Chris, our Boda jerseys, guys. Guys, just, just, just check. Appreciate the Boda merch. Also, you know what? Appreciate Chris's jersey too, because those are some pretty fire jerseys. NGL. But and just they're hella expensive. Merch. Just want to do a quick shout out before we even start the show. Check out our merch on Teespring, please. We have a couple different designs. It's really not that expensive. If you want to support us, like just even just pop in the store, take a look at what we got. We got some cool designs. I'm going to be working on a master design, master, you know, master ring, one to rule them all kind of thing like that. All right. It's going to happen. I, I want to make like a really cool design that that was the whole point. But anyway, check it out. Check it out. There's amazing stuff on there. Check it out. Let's start our first minute, first segment of the day. The Boda News. And this is where James would come in and do his. Do, 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 do. I miss it. <laughs> That's news. All right, let's start. Let's start our boat of news today with NFL, the NFL, the only NFL in our hearts. Uh, I mean, there is just so much news to break down. It's ridiculous at this point. I mean, we we've had you know just so many things happen in 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 the NFL. You know, the franchise tag deadline came and went. The just this week. Cap- no, just, just exactly just been... this week. I mean, this is just this week's recap. The franchise tag deadline came when, like I said, salary cap was set. Uh, a ton of a ton of moves, like restructuring contracts, all that kind of stuff happened. Players were released, players were re-signed, players were just signed for free agency, players retired. Like we have a ton to go for. So let's start right at the top. Franchise tag deadline. Uh, the most notable players that were tagged were, and not not limited to, but including Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Leonard Williams, Brandon Sheriff, Taylor Morton, and I can continue. I think there's like two or three more. Um, I know Marcus Williams is one, um, and the, there's a couple other, but 
does anyone does anyone kind of see anyone in there that doesn't end up staying on the team that they got tagged? Allen Robinson. Yeah, I I kind of that was kind of a softball like meatball okay. right down the middle. Yeah, I got Drew jumping for it. I had to jump in. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Talk about it. Why do you think that? Um, he's already he's very vocal about his disapproval with the team. He's been wanting out for two years now, I believe. I mean, it's more than that, but vocal about it. And he literally came out and just said, yeah, I'm not going to sign that franchise tag. So, and I, well, that's I, the thing that he actually from. did, in fact, franchise sign the front. He signed it. Did he? Has been franchise tagged. He, right. He has been franch. Like you see, the thing about a franchise tag is you don't have to sign it. You're I know, still tagged. But you have to sign a contract still. So they still have to. No, make you don't. No, you, if you're franchise tagged, you play under the team's franchise tag. They can say, we tagged you. We're going to pay. We, we have to pay you this. We're willing to pay you what the franchise tag says we pay you. But the whole point about a franchise tag is that every time you do it, the price goes up. So I know I was looking at, uh, obviously, with Dak getting that new contract, which is going to come later. But with his, you know, if he was franchise tagged again, they would have had to most likely pay him more than what he would have made. I, I guess AAV, really. But well, he, yeah, got more, was, he got more money in the long run. Well, it's just because, you know, every year the average salary of the top 15 players at any given position goes up. Goes up every year. Well, no, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that's why the salary cap goes up every time you use it. But Right, exactly. But the thing the thing about the franchise side that people that players don't like is it's only a one-year deal, and you're, you know how much money you're going to get. That's the thing. Like, there's no room for incentives. There's no room for anything. It's this is what you get. That's it. Well, right here, I'm on Bleacher Report right now, and it says Robinson is under no obligation to join the Bears until he signs the tag. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is he was tagged. Therefore, oh uh, yeah, I mean we we understand that he was tagged, but he can sit out all the offseason training programs, he OTAs. Can, he can sit out everything to the point where he gets fined, where they release him. He can, but I mean, like, I just don't, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Like, it's not like a situation where it's Deshaun Watson. That is a hundred and thirty percent a different situation. You know. Allen Robinson has played with honestly terrible quarterbacks his entire career. And yeah, I get it. He's pissed. He doesn't want to play. That's fine. But at the end of the day, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to sign the franchise tag. And I, I don't think, I don't think he's going to end up staying with the bears. I'm sure they'll, they'll trade him if he's that disgruntled, but yeah, no, it, it's not a, it's not a situation like Deshaun Watson where Deshaun Watson will not play for the Texans ever again, no matter how many moves they get, no matter if they sign, you know, traded for, Obviously, we're going to get to this, but Marcus Cannon, uh, you know, they they sign. Um, uh, oh, crap. Who did they get? Uh, oh, Mark Ingram. You know, they signed Mark Ingram, another running back. That's still not something that he needs. Like, he's already ex- expressed that he's done. Mm. Allen Robinson is different. I still think he'll play. I think that he's willing to play until he gets the opportunity to get moved is, is, is the difference there, I think. I disagree with that, though. I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but I, exactly, I just... we'll have to wait and see. But he's been vocal about how he's already asked for a trade. He right. does he's not asked, want to play for that team. For... He, now he has zero plans 
quote unquote, to sign that franchise tag and play again this season. Well, but, for the Bears. but you also, but you also have to think about it like this. He was about to be a free agent, Chris, and this is the only way that they can get something out of Allen Robinson and not let him walk. So you also have to think about it like that too. You know what I mean? Like the other, these other franchise tag players are are players that the teams really want to keep. I really don't think Allen Robinson or the Bears are are looking to stay mutual. <laughs> so I think that it's it's only a matter of time before he gets traded. But I think push comes to shove, he plays. I think if he doesn't get traded before the season, he he at least plays. But again, like like I said, we'll we'll see what that. We'll goes. have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to wait and see. But, you know, a ton of notable players do get franchise tagged. Um, a couple of high-profile offensive linemen as well. Obviously, Brandon Sheriff and Taylor Morton, we, we had already said. Um, and then, obviously, with, you know, like the likes of Marcus Cannon getting traded um, and Trent Brown coming back to the Patriots, I think last – was this, this this week or the previous week? I forget. It was it was in the within the last two weeks, but a lot of a lot of high profile offensive linemen are, have been shifting. Obviously, on more things to come when we talk about cuts. Uh, big name offensive linemen getting cut as well. So, uh, but the salary cap has been finally set. It was set Wednesday, I believe. Uh, one hundred eighty two and a half million dollars, which is I think like thirteen fourteen million dollars less than last year. Uh, I know last year was like 195 or six, I believe. I didn't write this down. That's my fault. But um, so, I mean, a lot of these moves, restructuring, all that kind of stuff is coming due to the fact that the teams knew it was going to be less than last year. Um, I'm sure they had a ballpark, but they probably didn't know the exact amount. Uh, but yeah, a ton of, a ton of moves have been made to free up cap space. I mean, just look at the flurry of moves, like teams like the Saints who were in cap space hell um mm-hmm. obviously i think they're gonna be a lot better off now that drew Brees' contract is off the books so which we'll yeah. talk about in a little bit. again we'll we'll talk yeah but but also zach not to cut you off um yep. 2020 nfl salary cap was 198.2 million in right, 2020 so, so it went down it went down more than i more amount. than i thought yeah it went down about 16 uh 15 yep. 16 million this is lower is, than 2019 too what is uh, this year's salary cap? Well, I mean, we expected that because of the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, that it's, it's, it's a plausible thing. So, mm-hmm. and that's the thing too, is that all these teams are restructuring deals in the fact that like, they're putting a lot more money up front. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. They're putting a lot more money on the back end of deals um, or yeah. putting deals that are voidable after the first year, like Taysom Hills, four-year, like $140 million extension, which was so stupid. Um, Brady, Mahomes, Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey, like a ton of stars are restructuring deals because they know that they physically can't stay with teams or they their teams can't do anything, you know, if the salary cap has gone down, you know, at least $16 million. I mean, that is mm-hmm. a, that, that's no joke, like $16 million a year. That's mm-hmm. That's a, you know – that's a Matt Milano. That's an Aaron Jones, you know? So we are seeing a lot of signing bonuses too, like high end. Well, that's the thing bonuses. is that doesn't count towards the cap. Yep, so that's exactly. why they're doing that. Plus but. a lot of incentive lead contracts, which again is saves you that cap room. So the, you set a low incentive, these players easily hit it, not easily, but they put in their work and they still earn what they want without affecting that cap space. 
Right, but but also the, the restructuring also helps for further years too. Hmm. Because like, you know, if God forbid next year, the capital is back up to almost $200 million, you know, mm-hmm. you can you can re-sign a guy like, I don't know, Eric Fisher, who got just got cut by the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with that being said, there were a ton of players that were, you know, cap salary cap casualties. You know, and, and not not like, oh, you know, it's like uh um Adrian Claiborne or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, whatever, he's okay. But like John Brown, John Brown was cut by the Bills. Um, Eric Fisher, I mean, that's a that's a big name offensive lineman, you know, mm-hmm. and he was a first he was a first overall pick in 2013. Now, is he still the same, you know, is he is he still worth the same as he was before? God no. I mean, it just that just that just happens with time, but you know. He was with the Chiefs in his, for his entire career up to this point. Still a really good offensive lineman. Janoris Jenkins, Malcolm Butler, LaMarcus Joyner, Casey Hayward. I mean, those are big names. Those are names that, you know, if you're a standard NFL fan, you 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 probably know those names, especially Casey Hayward. I mean, not for nothing, Casey Hayward is probably the best cornerback in the league five years ago. So, huh? I don't know about that. Maybe a little bit longer. I don't know if Casey Hayward was ever one of the best. I, I I would I would like to argue he was probably one of the top five cornerbacks for a good three years, but then he had a lot of injury problems. And uh, I don't just, know if he was top five for that long. I, 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 <laughs> all right, all right, whatever. That's besides the point. But I mean, you can at least agree good, that but... you can at least you can at least agree that Casey Hayward's a name that like you know pretty much most people would know, right? I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, if you really, if you really want to go for it, but uh, I mean, there have just been so many different things going on with almost every player, the restructuring, the cuts. Um, and obviously we're going to get to either signings or re-signings, which most of these are re-signs, but excuse me, but we did have multiple players retire this weekend and not just like, Standard run-of-the-mill players. I'm talking like generational players retire. We'll start off with the Panthers. They had Greg Olson and Thomas Davis. Well, Greg Olson re-retired. Um, but him and Thomas Davis both signed a one-day contract with the Panthers, effectively retiring as Panthers, uh, and that's it. Greg Olson, please, we love you. Please stay retired. <laughs> you, you just you, you you're not you're not you're not doing the same things anymore, my man. It's time to go back to broadcasting. Yeah, go back uh, to broadcasting. I liked him as a broadcaster. I thought he was fine. Yeah. I had no issues with him. Yeah. Um, obviously, the big one that happened today out of nowhere, uh, Drew Brees, man. Drew Brees, done. Hanging him up. Um, I mean, obviously, we can go on and on about what Drew Brees has done for the game of football, what he's done for, you know, the city of New Orleans, the, the team itself. Um, but I want to leave – anyone that knows Drew Brees or cares about Drew Brees with this is that (laughs) he's a good player. He's a good fucking football player. And I'm talking about top three quarterbacks of all time. Mm -hmm. What he's done for the game of football is beyond anything that I think anyone would have thought when he signed with the saints in what, 2006. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's crazy how, what, you know, one, one player, one signing can do for 
either, you know, not just the league, but like an entire franchise. I mean, he won them a Super Bowl. That's fine. It's great. 15 years ago today. So that would be 06. Uh, I mean, he leads the league, league, league history in passing yards. And I'm pretty sure he also leads in the league passing touchdowns in regular season as well. So, I mean, so actually, I mean, this is the 15 year exact mark from signing with the saints. So he yes, chose today. Yes, I saw that today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's actually, I mean, no, that's pretty symbolic, but. So less out of nowhere than you originally said, <laughs> but like, <laughs> what's that? Less out of nowhere than you said to start this. Yeah, I guess it was I guess planned by him. I didn't really know what else knew. I didn't really think <laughs> about that. Yeah. Well, cause it was only, it was just weird because I, I, I had heard like, you know, a lot of talk that he was he was considering coming back and like all that kind of stuff but it must have just been from the rumor mill i, I don't know but we talked about it in multiple podcasts i i think right. me and drew really got into yeah. it in the sense where we thought i mean if he was going to retire he'd do it before free agency which technically he did but i thought it'd be a lot sooner than now yeah i mean but i mean this this i mean this just reaffirms to me that he knew he was going to retire after that game because like if if he was unsure about retiring, whether or not like they could, you know, bring back a team that could in fact win a Super Bowl, he obviously would have waited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he 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 knew he was like, you know what? No, let's just. Well, we talked about it again and again. It's it, you're right. He knew, and maybe he was completely unsure. He wanted to see a couple things where they left off, but in the long run, he knew it was time. And I, like you said, I respect him so much as a quarterback, what he's done for the NFL, what he's done for new Orleans and what he's done for his team. It's just an outstanding career. Well, Hey, you know what? Just crazy to think that out of, out of two quarter, out of three quarterbacks that the Chargers could have had, they got Phillip Rivers, <laughs> not Eli, and not Drew Brees. They had him, but they let him go. They got Philip. So suck on that one, fucking Chargers fans. <laughs> Did you ever hear the story of how Drew Brees left the Chargers? That was wild. Yeah, he got hurt or something like that. He was then... hurt the season before, and they were basically like, yeah, dude, you're bad. Yeah, you Bye. suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, Philip Rivers. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, let's let's finish out our NFL news with, uh, I guess, our big free agent signings. Like, they, obviously, the three that I have down are all re-signs, but signings nonetheless. Cam Newton, one year, thirteen and a half million dollars. Fucking kill me. Do I like the signing? No, <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna try and sugarcoat it. Do I like it for the money? Especially not for the money. Hell no. Makes it makes Aaron Jones signing for $48 million in four years look like a fucking piece of cake. <laughs> Fuck right. you, Drew, for getting Aaron Jones back. But God now, damn it, do I hate this Cam me, Newton signing? Let me preface this here, though. Cam Newton is not going to start at quarterback for the Patriots this year. What? Okay. Yep. 13.6 mil with 9 mil in incentives in a $5 million base salary, but he's not going to start. Right. But what you just told me is $9 million in incentives. You really think Bill Belichick either A, is going to let him reach those incentives, or B, Cam Newton is even going to reach those like himself. Do you think Cam Newton's even going to reach $9 million in incentives on a contract when last year he threw eight total touchdown passes? 
No. Y- yes. Hell no. Because I don't think so. That's where you're completely wrong, though, is they do not trust Jared Sidham, though, yet. And if they did, they would not have re-signed Cam Newton. But One, you, but two, you they would have let him start more hey, games Drew, last Drew season. Knows the, Drew knows the issue of that statement because I never said Jared Sidham was starting for the Patriots, ever. Okay, that's very fair. That's a very I still point. think they go out and get another quarterback. It, it doesn't make sense to me why you bring in so much competition for literally every other position on your team, and then you don't do it for quarterback. So he's gonna think, bring in he's gonna bring in competition. He has to. From where? Free agent signing or the draft? Probably free agency, the draft, and possibly a trade. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna do because this is uncharted territory for what he's done. You can take a look at what he's done on defense, what he's done for wide receiver, and all that kind of stuff. And he has trends. He has no trends for quarterback because his starting quarterback for the past 20 years was Tom Brady. He has no trends in quarterbacking. So you don't know what he's going to do. We'll talk about this on garbage time, but I can promise you there's no way it's off the draft because he has a draft pick sitting as his backup quarterback right now who they didn't even let. I mean, they let him out on the field, but they could have easily picked him up to be your starter and they just did not. So they had also had two draft picks that sat behind Tom Brady. Both of them went undefeated as draft picks and then he traded them both. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So he clearly can pick quarterbacks that know how to win. If Jimmy Garoppolo didn't get hurt, I mean, let's not forget, he was in the Super Bowl two years ago. You, you can't had the put best that on season him, of his career. He didn't have a great you know, season to get you, there. He, he, had a, he had a pretty good season. He had a pretty decent season. So, and, you know, not that Jacoby Brissett is anything special, but – you know, he, he did he did have a pretty pretty decent start with the Colts and then obviously got benched and uh, he got hurt and then got benched mm-hmm. and all the other stuff. But mm-hmm. he played perfectly fine for the Patriots when they beat the Bills like 40 to nothing. You know, so that's I mean? my issue. Without Brady for 40. Is that they haven't let Stidham really get a crack at it like they let Garoppolo and Brissett. Right, but that's the thing is that they had to. They were forced into doing that. They weren't forced into doing that this season. That's why That's why – Excuse me, Belichick hasn't done it. Belichick clearly doesn't like Sinem. That's just plain and simple. He's gonna draft again. He's gonna, I dra- he's, gonna, he's gonna draft someone in this draft. He's not gonna draft them high. He never drafts quarterbacks high. Ever. There's never been a trend for that. So th- it's just not gonna happen. We'll see. Let me just let me tell you why I think that. Okay. Two seconds. We're going to move on to the NBA after that. Because you suck. He traded Marcus Cannon for a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth-round pick just today. Not only that, the Patriots received, I think, what, three or four um, compensatory picks? He's going to pick a quarterback. With all those picks, why would you not pick a quarterback and go for it? Do you mean to tell me he's got, like, 13 picks and he's he's not going to at least pick one quarterback? It's asinine when he, when he has no, like no good quarterbacks on his team, he's not going to pick a quarterback, but anyways, let's, let's move on to the NBA. All right. I think the biggest story out of the NBA, obviously right now is the Myers Leonard story going on. I mean, that obviously a came out of nowhere, but the dude was on Twitch. He was streaming, right? I believe mm-hmm. he, he, I was, believe he was, he was, he was doing some Twitch Which stream or whatever. He's been banned indefinitely from Twitch as well. He'll get back on. I'm sure he will. But (laughs) 
again, something like this, again, stupid. Um, I'm glad that Julian Edelman, you know, reached out to him and did all that kind of stuff. But my, you know, he suffered 50K in fines. He has a week suspension. He's going to, uh, I believe, like sensitivity training and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what word he used. Most likely starts with the D. But we're not going to get into that. Um, I just think it's crazy that, you know, it's 2021. Everything you do is basically being watched. So, Especially like, if you're streaming. You especially know if you're, you're on watched. your own Twitch stream. You, you're like, yeah, I can say that word. I'm sure that's great. Yeah, really stupid. Really stupid move on his part. I hope he learns from it. Like, you know, whatever. Move on. Um, in other news, Joel Embiid is out for at least two weeks. Um, doctors said it was some sort of sprain. Um, I think in his like quad or something like that, but it wasn't anything serious, but he's going to be out for at least another two weeks, um, which gives the Nets a chance to catch up. Uh, they're only a game. They're only a half a game behind. So, I mean, I would just assume at this point, it's the Nets, <laughs> the Nets conference to lose, especially with MVP and beat out. So, um, the uh, bone bruise and knee for bone MVP. bruise and knee. Okay. Well, so not any, again, not anything serious. Mm-hmm. Something that's going to heal on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's, it's a big blow to weeks, the 76ers yeah. who are again on top of their conference right now. Um, but only by half a game, let's move over to the West, the jazz. They still have less than 10 losses. They still have not even, they, they have not reached the, <laughs> the double digit loss threshold, mm-hmm. which is insane because I remember, talking about this three weeks ago and they were still at like eight losses and they've only lost one game in the past like two weeks. So I get also, I get NBA uh, all-star break is a thing, but 16 and two at home. Yeah. They're insane. The, the, the jazz are, I think the jazz are playing above their pay grade. I mean, I still think it's the Lakers conference, but like the jazz are playing the best basketball out of any team right now. I mean, it's just, it's just plain and simple. Now, granted, though, that's over the last five, over the last 10 games, they're five and five. So, realistically, the they were the Jazz were the Jazz are five, are five and five in their last 10. Yes. So, five of those losses just came from the last 10. Shit. Yeah. So, they're, they were even better at the start than I thought they were. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, you know, again, yeah, they're coming down to earth a little bit, which is expected, but they're still, they still have. Less than 10 losses. They're sitting at nine. They still have less than 10 losses, and they're 5-5 five five in their last 10. That's insane, you know, especially for a conference that should be dominated by both L.A. teams. But whatever. Uh, but like I said, the Jazz and the Sixers, both in lead in leading their conferences right now. Uh, the Jazz, I believe, I, if you have the standings up, Chris, you want to double-check this for me, but I think the Jazz have like a two-and-a-half game lead or something like that. Um, um, and the 76ers have, have a half game lead. I know that have a half game. Yep. The jazz have, give me one second, two and a half game lead. So I was spot on. Yes. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, I'm really just going to only talk about this a little bit. This is really James Forte. Uh, obviously today's selection Sunday. So we're going to go into some March madness before we get into the NHL and MLB. Um, so, like I said, today was Selection Sunday. The entire bracket is ready. It's out there for your, you know, for your consumption, public viewing. I'm just going to give you the number one seeds of each, I guess, division. Are they divisions? Region, I, bro. Regions, bro. Okay, I don't care. 
I'm not I'm a college not basketball a person. Bracket, I am trying my hardest. But Chris will pull up the bracket. I mean, if you know, if you want to go over every team, but there's like 64 teams, so please let's not do that. Let me no, just go no, no, the, I forgot let me to just go over the number one seeds. Uh, so in the west we have Gonzaga, east we have Michigan, south is Baylor, and in the Midwest we have Illinois. So um I I mean I feel like you know, uh, going through a lot of our sports me content and talking with uh, a lot of people that watch college basketball. I don't think there's any surprises here, um, especially not with Gonzaga going 26 and 0 this season. However, I looked into it a little bit and it looks like Gonzaga is going to have a really tough time going through their portion of uh, the, you know, the bracket. Um, I, I think there's a, you know, there's a couple of really, really, uh, sneaky good teams in like the mid slots, like an eight, like a, like a six, seven, eight. Um, so th- this is not the show. If you, if you love college basketball and you want more info on that, this is not the time I'm just giving you the basics. Um, so again, like I said, selection Sunday was today. Those are your four number one seeds moving on. We're going to the NHL. Um, nothing crazy again, NHL news, nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, gonna have just your division leaders. Uh, so Scotia North, we have our Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Mass Mutual East, still the New York Islanders, the Honda West, we got the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Discover Central, still the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, no changes in that. Um, I do have to say though, the Islanders are 9 0 1 in their last 10, and they are just demolishing this division, which is insane because six out of the eight teams are within i think like five points of each other so it's i don't know it's just it's it's, it's been tough as a bruins fan because they're four four and like they're four four and two in their last 10 they're doing awful but again this is the division that is again compared to uh the division that the u.s men's soccer team was in 2014 division of death i believe um yeah yeah. Well, it just shows – I mean, it literally goes to show how hard this division is because the Bruins were in first 10 games ago, and they have dropped down to second to last in their division, in that East division, and that's how brutal it is. Mm-hmm. They're four. Yeah. Oh, wait. You're right, fourth. I was looking at it wrong. Yeah, they're not if, – if- they're fourth. They dropped from first to fourth in their division, though. That doesn't change the fact that that's how brutal. I mean, you have the Islanders who are on a tear. Capitals and Penguins are literally neck to neck. Uh, I mean, and Capitals are eight one and one in their last ten. Well, well one of those Penguins are seven and three, Bruins, which is good. So that, that's a good sign. At least the Bruins mm. there. But, but. And Penguins are seven and three in their last ten. So we have uh, starting with the Bruins from bottom four or well top four. They have their last game was a loss. The Penguins are on a five-game win streak. Capitals are on a four-game win streak, and the Islanders are on an eight-game win streak. That's just fucking ridiculous. It's nuts. Right. I understand that. However, in defense of the Bruins, they have yet to play the Sabers at all. They have not played a single game against the Sabres. They've had the Flyers number all season long. They still play the Rangers, which is good, obviously. Um, 
and you know they've been splitting. They, they've been splitting series. They, they had the series split, I believe, against the Capitals. They've only played the Penguins either once or twice. I'm not really sure on that. The only team that's really given them any problems is the Islanders. You know, that the Islanders are right now are the team to beat. And I think they're the team to beat the NHL too. I mean, nine one one in your last 10. Matt Barzell is on a tear. It just, they're, they're, it, it, it seems like everything that went wrong for them last year, especially in the bubble is going right, right now. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's been crazy, but um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we don't have much for the NHL. I mean, there's just games going on. Uh, actually, real quick on the what? NHL. This may have changed from when you wrote this, but Discover Central now has a new leader, and it is the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, they must have just won their game. That's probably why. Yes, so they're on also on an eight-game win streak. So they came out of nowhere and just really blew the lightning out. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say nowhere. Um, the... The Panthers, the Hurricanes, and the Lightning have all been vying for that spot. Um, but I believe it's because the Lightning have less games played than both of them. So I think that's why it's kind of been mixing back and forth is because they've had less games played. But I could be wrong. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, the the discover the, the Central Division is, is a sneaky good one too. But let's not forget, again – you have a team like Detroit, a bottom feeding team in that division where other teams that are playing that those, you know, uh, them are just feasting on what a terrible team they are. So, I mean, again, these divisions are not really a good way or the rankings right now are not really a good way of telling you which teams are the best, or at least I don't think they are. Cause to be quite honest with you, the you know the north like yeah the maple leafs are good but they're not division winning good sorry not happening they're not i mean they barely made you know a number three team three years in a row in when they were in the atlantic because you have teams like the lightning and the bruins and i mean even you know uh oh this was not division i mean even a team like the canadians i mean like they're they're sneaky good right now but i think that's because they're in such a weak division because you have a team like Ottawa in Vancouver has been terrible. So, I mean, it just. Well, yeah, but isn't that the case even when the divisions are normal? I mean, the Atlantic division had. No. Because the Atlantic division had Detroit and Ottawa in it. Right. But What's you have point? to, you have to remember that you're, they're only playing teams inside their division this year. Right. That's not the case in other okay. years. So, where the Bruins would play, you know, would play Detroit maybe six times and get, you know, go five and one, all those games get wiped because they don't play Detroit anymore. Instead, they have to play teams like the Capitals, the Islanders, the Penguins, the Rangers. So, that, that it's just a significant increase of talent that they have to deal with. Meanwhile, you know, <laughs> Tampa Bay – instead of playing Boston and Toronto has to play Carolina and the Panthers. Like the Panthers are not that good. I'm sorry. They're just not that good. They're a good team. I think they've made steps in the right direction, but they're not that team. The Panthers, the uh, the Hurricanes. Yes. I think the Hurricanes are there, but again, 
they're getting a boost from who's in their division. I mean, I'm sorry, but is Chicago really that good, Drew? No. no. They're really not that good. Um, I just it, – it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, the divisions are what they are. They're playing each other eight times a year. So, I mean, you just – it's just, you know, you're, you're guaranteed to so many wins against, you know, a Buffalo or a Detroit, you know. But when you get matched up against both New York teams, Pittsburgh, Philly, you know, the Capitals, it's just it, – it, there's a lot more weight behind it than if I'm looking at, you know, I don't know, Edmonton. Like, yeah, Edmonton was a decent team in the Central last year, but they're not, they're not this – you know, they're not this good. You know, but we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Um, it looks like you guys have been writing some MLB stuff. So let's, let's hop right into MLB. Uh, either of you guys go ahead and take it. So, Oh, okay. Not our first bit of MLB news, I think we'll start with the fun bit of news is that ridiculous 22 pitch walk that Mets infielder Luis Guillaume was able to walk in the spring training game against the Cardinals today. Uh, that man, I've never seen so many foul balls in my life, and I've never seen people cheer harder for foul balls. <laughs> that, that was a wild experience to watch. Um, didn't throw ball three of that at bat until the 20th pitch. The at bat started 0-2 and lasted 22 pitches and ended in a walk. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's well, not one of the greatest at bats ever taken by anyone, ever. I, well, I think the funny the funny thing is you mentioned like you've never heard some you know people get so excited for like a foul ball, but like the long at bat like that that probably took like fifteen minutes probably. Yeah, it was. I think it was a twelve minute at bat. Like that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you got people cheering for foul balls at, like, the 10th pitch, 11th pitch of the at-bat. I know. Imagine, like, imagine 20. first pitch. I know. Ridiculous. Good God. I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know what? It's it's honestly kind of cool. And and uh, like I told you, and I'll tell you guys, we're going to get that up on our Instagram so you guys can check it out. I'm sure, you know, you're listening right now and you've seen it. You know what we're talking about. If you haven't, we're going to get it up for you. So hang tight. All right. What's next, boys? What do we got? Uh, retirement news in the MLB as well. Um, the NFL is not the only one with old people retiring. Uh, Nick Markakis, after his 15 years of service to the league, mostly with the Orioles, recently with the Braves, uh, has called it a career. Um, fun player to watch, especially being a Red Sox fan. Um Got to see a lot of them in Baltimore. Um, just an electric dude. Really, really helped the clubhouse. Um, great personality. It'll be sad to see him go. Um, he's still playing some pretty decent baseball with the Braves, but definitely could tell he was tapering off towards the end of the career. Yeah. But. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some you know, sometimes you have the luxury of, of knowing when you're about to hit the cliff and, and, and right off in the sunset before you do. I mean, you know, Pete Manning didn't really have that have that uh, luxury of winning a Super Bowl before he really tapered off. I mean, he was not good in his last season. Yeah, um, he still won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but did, was he the reason why they won that Super Bowl, Drew? No, but Nick no. Markakis is never – Von Miller, my man. Von Miller had a hell of a season. But, 
no, I mean, he, he was, he was their quarterback and they won. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. And like, but if you really look at stats and break it down and even give it the eye test, no, no, but I mean, Nick Marcakis could have, could have Peyton Manning here. I mean, yeah, he could have in a very good position to, to win a that's true unpredictable a, um, NL East. And well, no, that, they have a very good shot at making making a run at the the trophy this year. Just got to get through the Dodgers. That's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, and- I remember. Um, I mean, it was years ago, but I fucking hated him because every single game I went to, Red Sox played the Orioles. He was always smashing those doubles almost every time, and I was like, "What the fuck? How does this guy hit a double every single hit?" Yeah, it's it's and funny that just. He almost tore it up on games. that field. It's funny that almost all the Red Sox games that you went to are against the Orioles because almost that all dude, the Red Sox games weird. that I've been to have been against the Rays. <laughs> really? Yeah. The first 10 Red Sox game I went games I went to against the Orioles. Jesus. That's crazy. It's wild, but yeah, that's another story. <laughs> I don't remember the Red Sox games I've been to, honestly. You went to a Rays game with me. I did. That's true. I went to a Rays game that had nothing to do with the Red Sox in Tampa Bay, but that's different. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, less likely to find the Red Sox there and very likely to find the Rays there. Well, not necessarily true. Spring training, baby. But, All right. Chris, I know you got a point you want to talk. Huh? I said it looks like you have a point. Would you like to talk about it? No, I, I made my point. Um, I mean, no, like you physically, with you Nick Markakis, um, obviously, I mean, last year was hard with the Braves, you know, less games. Uh, and like Drew said earlier, he's definitely dwindling down a little bit. So maybe it's time, but he had a good career. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I was physically talking about what you wrote down in the notes about the Red Sox, not about Nick Marquez. Oh, and dude, I thought you were just trying to talk to no, about Nick no, I was like, yeah, like I saw you, I saw you have another point. Like, not like yes. you, not like I could tell if you wanted to say something. Like I so you have another point for what you were just yeah. talking about. Yeah, no. Um, Red Sox, the young talent is looking very hot in spring training. Four straight wing wins in spring training. Um, more just seeing people out there and they look good, which is hard to come by for the Red Sox, especially in spring training. We had uh, two home runs today, I believe, from. Rafi Devers, which I'd still consider young talent, and Christian Arroyo, I believe, when they were against the Twins. Um, I just had it. But Nathan Yavaldi played today, hit 100 miles an hour. Uh, A couple of the pitchers were throwing 95-96 for the Red Sox. So I believe Martin Perez threw 96 so, I, I mean, it's definitely looking up and coming for the Red Sox, which is a good sign to see. Yes. But it's spring training. This means nothing come opening day. So. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, as a sign of good faith, it's, hey, the farm system doesn't look as bad as Dave Dombrowski left it. Well, it's. Possibly. I mean, I mean, spring training also offers a kind of weaning opportunity for, like you said, the young talent to play up in the big leagues with big league players and kind of get used to the speed of the game and kind of ease into it a little bit. So 
it's definitely promising that a lot of the players that, as you said, we've been left in a situation by Dave Dombrowski where there's going to be a lot of young players starting on this team. This, this team is going to be comprised. It's going to be a very Tampa Bay Rays-like team now that we're under High and Bloom's rule. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's going to be plug and play. It's going to be, you know, farm system talent. Bring them up as soon as you think they're ready, trying to time the arrival. And I, I think they'll be able to do it. it it's, this is a good sign so far. Anyways. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, I think, you know, you have the coach now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Cora, we're going to see how it goes. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. you got to, think about how much of that world series you're attributing to you know what was going on but a lot of it came down to the talent and his coaching ability so i think that him as manager is definitely going to be a recipe for success i think he's a he's a player manager he everyone loves him so it's going to at least give the right aura to the team yeah i i agree i mean i you know again you all know me not a baseball fan but you know they won the World Series in 2018. They haven't been good for two years. And, you know, this is this is it. I you know this is the rebuild right here. So we're going to see what they do. I wish them all the best. Obviously, being a Boston sports fan, want to see them do good. Um, I, you know, I just – I think it's time for them to be a likable team again, if that makes sense. Like, yes, they won a World Series in 2018. But, like – they haven't been a likable team, I feel like, since 2013. I mean, the World Series was great. It was good, fun to watch. I just I was like, all right, cool. Like, It's not the same. Player. Yeah. But like, 2013, they were a likable team because they were fucking amazing to watch. Well, 2013 was different. 2013 had its own special set of circumstances. I know, I know. 2013, the players that were on that team had a special chemistry. I mean, you're, I, you're, you're only going to find that once a decade. I know, maybe. I know. I know I, it's, it's literally it's once cool. a decade because we see the same team in 04. Well, yeah, once a decade, and I'm oh, not even talking about just once a decade per team. I'm talking about once a decade per that league exact way. Like yeah. that group of dudes that started the whole fucking ski goggle beard thing. That was amazing. That was an incredible group of dudes that went out and won a championship for their city that was going through a tough time. Johnny so, Gomes. It's, dude, Johnny Gomes, Shane Victorino, Shane Victorino. Oh my God! Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, Hawaiian. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, just, just mentioning that 2013 team. Like, all three of us are like, yeah, like, I, and I don't like baseball, but like, I'm like enjoying myself talking about just that team specifically. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be like that, but like, it, it's time for them to be a likable team again. Yeah, and I mean, I, I feel like they were very likable when they had Ben and and Betts and Bradley, and they were doing the outfield dances. And right, right, they so- they were. It wasn't the same, however. But let's not forget, all of that's now gone. Right, so, like, will, not yeah. in a good way. Like it, it, it was, it was destroyed because of what we were left with after we won the World Series. Like I don't think at the time anyone was like, oh, like two years from now we're not gonna be a contending team. You know, I feel like I feel like most people were like, "Yeah, we're, we might lose some pieces here and there, whatever." No one thought we were going to lose Mookie Betts at that point. After the World Series, I mean, come on. No, no, and I, I don't think that we needed to. Um, to be God, honest. no, no, I don't think anyone did. And 
Especially the fucking Dodgers. Could still have Mookie Betts right now. Uh, Shit. (laughs) But because LA needs two MVPs, like and two Cy Young winners, and 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 and. the state of California just barely won the fucking World Series. Yeah, the state of California right now, the state of baseball in the state of California right now, unmatched. Unmatched. It's how are you supposed to match it? Nobody has a bigger wall. Making or just fucking ridiculous. No, no, I understand that, but like, it's not even. It's not even just the Dodgers. Padres. The pot. Not even that. The Angels. They still have Mike Trout. The Angels suck. The Angels suck, but they still have big name players like Mike Trout. Um. Uh. Oh my God. Uh. Who did they steal from you, Drew? Shit. Oh, Anthony. Anthony Rendon. They still have Shohei Otani, who's I mean yet to really prove himself, but I mean. You know, he's still still a name that's polarizing. In yeah, the Angels suck. You don't even have to compare the Angels. You just need to compare the Dodgers and the Padres. Yeah, and, and the, the Padres, deals that they have made. The and Padres, it's like, how do you expect year? a team to compete with that? Junior is is the is the future of the league. I mean, that's just plain and simple. Yeah, I mean, yes, that. But that's a piece that they already had. I'm talking right. about the fact that they went out and got Blake Snell. <laughs> they went out and got. You um, Darvish, so who's and you Darvish is playing some of the best baseball of his career right yeah. now. Literally, <laughs> the, the best you know, years of the you know what it's like. You know, in backyard baseball, when that one oh, team God. would end up with Pablo Sanchez, oh, um, the Wheeler kid, and like all the the top ten people. And that's how California is right now. Yeah, and I mean, like <laughs> just all on that side. like. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go that ahead. goes straight into the issue of baseball not having a salary cap and mm-hmm. not putting yeah. any holds other than a luxury tax mm-hmm. on putting together super teams. A freaking Plus, luxury tax. That's, that's it. why I've always said that the, the Dodgers are the Yankees of the West Coast. They just go out and buy a bunch of superstars, develop one or two good players, and Win the World Series once every yeah. ten years nowadays. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, let me let me say one more thing before we move on to our next segment here. All right. Conspiracy theory: the Chargers sent. No, sorry, San Diego sent the Chargers packing so that two years later they could purchase Blake Snell. Check it. <laughs> okay. Nice conspiracy the Chargers theory. Chargers for Blake Snell and you, Darvish. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we want to we want to be a baseball town, so uh, yeah, we'll get out of here. Build you a new stadium. We're planning on signing some free agents later. Yeah, like three years. Sorry. later. We actually want you to share a stadium with another team. Good luck with that. We're actually going to start charging you more money to play here. So. If, you were, if you were San Diego, would you rather have Philip Rivers or you Darvish and Blake Snell? I mean, it's just well, who would you have? Yeah, Philip Rivers for that long after that. If you're yeah, saying you could have got through the, the Philip Rivers era. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, let's move forward. I mean, if you're living in San Diego, do you really thank care you about for, sports? Thank you, for tu- thank you for tuning in to the Boda News. Let's move on to our next segment. Um, I don't know how I want to – I don't want to introduce this one again, so I'm just going to go for it. I can already tell you you're wrong. Chris, when's, the, when's the last time you, you debated yourself there, buddy? last week but matt welcome to master debaters come pause. on and debate pause. with pause. these masters pause pause you gotta pause okay cool well uh i wrote this question down so i will introduce it and then i will let you two debate until the you know the sun rises did um, you just want me to do the title 
Chris, I just want you to master debate in front of me, baby. Um, Matt Milano and Aaron Jones both signed four-year deals around the same price point for, uh, it was like $44 million for Matt Milano, and I believe it was 48 for Aaron Jones. So, you know, we're looking around the same AAV. Which player would you rather have for their price point? What? What's wrong? Oh, I'm good. Oh, shit. You scared the shit. I thought you were going to die or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. So which, which player is better for their price point? Would you rather have Matt Milano on that deal or Aaron Jones on that deal? Master debate away. Aaron Jones, no question. Oh, see, I'd say Matt Milano. And there's the debate. He did not have compared to his 2019 stats. Matt Milano's 2020 stats were not amazing. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not. I don't need his stats to be amazing. I need him to be Matt Milano. But again, you know what? That's why I wanted to bring this up with you because I completely agree with your whole Aaron Jones thing in the sense where I think that Green Bay had a lot of better options and they didn't have to re-sign him. I don't think that this is really a discussion of the Packers wanting Matt Milano versus Aaron Jones or the Packers having better options. This is more a discussion about who is the player that you'd rather have for that price point. I, I don't think Aaron Jones is a complete enough player to warrant that kind of money. I love him. He's great. He does a lot of things for the team. He also makes some very critical mistakes pretty consistently. That fumble to start the third quarter in the NFC Championship game this year, killer, killer. They could have come back and won that game if it wasn't for that play and a whole lot of others, but that's okay. Uh, but that, that's one of the big contributing factors. When you, out, when you want to come out after halftime and try to you know, take some semblance of control back for the game, and you fumble on the first drive, that's not good. I don't know why we resigned a running back that fumbles in those situations to $12 million a year, but here we are. Matt Milano, at least, is a consistent defensive player. We don't have many of those either, so I would like Matt Milano. Scotty Miller! Fuck you. I, I see <laughs> where you're coming about from. That happened in the vicinity I think of the thing, one of the things is, though, is we don't, focus on defensive players per se messing up it's it's two hard things to compare i think i think this is a very difficult question to compare you don't I'm sorry hold on Chris. we don't focus on defensive players messing up Kevin King! <laughs> i'm not saying not, yeah we've singled one out can we not go off like, on like a month's rant for of, of kevin king drew has buried that I mean, man five times over how many running backs can you name that have ever fumbled the ball Ezekiel Elliott 25 times a season. Jesus fuck. What? So the, the point I'm trying to make is Ben Jarvis Green Ellis never fumbled. You don't the ball, really focus on defensive players break. messing up consistently. And I, I agree with you that Matt Milano yeah. is a very consistent yeah. defensive piece. But I don't I still go for Aaron Jones here. I think the running back market is very high. Which is why I think that. Aaron Jones doesn't command as much value as he just has. I think that there are better, more complete running backs out there that make only slightly more than that. And it, I just, I can't justify paying that much for Aaron Jones. 
He's he it no. I, I don't know. Would you like to hear my my uh my side here? Let's hear it. All right. Well, I mean, I don't really think this is gonna be as much of a surprise, but obviously I agree with Drew. <laughs> um and in, in the and again, not 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 to be rude, but in the fact that yes, Chris, the running back market has a lot of running backs on it. I mean, look at look at a guy like Chris Carson. Just got he he got released by the Seahawks. I mean, he's expendable. Running backs are expendable. Generational talent running backs, maybe not. Okay, I'll give you a Derrick Henry. I'll give you a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Alvin Kamara. What's up, Christian McCaffrey? Right, right now. Mm-hmm. But in three years, maybe not. You know, I mean, look what happened with a guy like Adrian Peterson, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, those were names, excuse me, that were, you know, top tier running backs that three years, four years down the line, where are they? Well, Adrian Peterson continued to be very productive, even in his time in Washington with the limited guys okay. that he was getting. Yeah, that's fair. Still, that's... Still good. And even in Detroit, he had some decent flashes. So, I mean, okay. he's a special I, I, case anyway. He's a generational talent, like you were saying. It's... Right, 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 right. But, but like, well, like even as a generational talent, he didn't put up generational numbers for those for those other seasons with other teams. I mean, obviously with the Vikings, he did, but I mean, right. like, but that, that's when he was past his prime. Aaron Jones is still in the prime of his career. It's right. Four, a four year deal is that the year the length is fine. If you wanted to sign him for four right. years, that's fine. He'll still be in the most productive years of his career. One would think. Okay, so Get the money. Here's here's the question. Obviously, we have the face value of the contracts. It's obviously 44 from Matt Milano. I believe it's 48. Now, you know, obviously with total money being said, you know, these deals could be different really when you look into them a little bit. I mean, you could have you could have, you know, Aaron Jones making less money per year than Matt Milano, but have more incentives. And and I think really looking into something like this is, you know, obviously. A, I should have probably put like the incentives and all that kind of stuff down, but I wanted to kind of go face value on it to see where we were at. I think we have to do it. I, I think we have to. No, I agree. I agree. Who would you rather have for twelve million dollars a year? Right, and I and I I think I personally would pick Matt Milano because you don't you don't have defensive play defensive players like especially at the linebacker position are a premium. Yeah. They're a premium. I mean, you know, yes. You draft quarterbacks high. Yes, you draft wide receivers high. But I mean, like, you know, just just take a look at all the wide receivers you, you from the past three years that were drafted later than the second round that have been good. I mean, you, you don't you don't need to really do that. But defensive players are really at a premium. I mean, it's it's tough to find a good defensive lineman or or a middle linebacker really that can hold his value. Matt Milano has done that. I mean, he's only gotten better as the seasons have gone on. And I think that warranted him his contract. And I, I really think that, you know, I just think that looking down the line, the production drop-off for a linebacker versus a running back is significant. I think in four years, we're going to be looking at Aaron Jones. Like we did, like, honestly, like almost like Le'Veon Bell, LaShawn McCoy, like how that happened for them. It, it happens to every running back. I mean, it just, it, it does. I mean, except for Frank Gore, but that's you know Frank Gore. So, I mean, I, Aaron Jones will be fine. He's, he's not. He'll be, be fine. Bad, but he's not going to no, no, no. hinder the team. Really, he's an okay piece to have there. Just no, no, not but, for that money. Not for not when there are other options. 
Right, I understand. Matt Milano, I feel like, is more of a, a universal piece. He, he could be used in a lot of different offenses or defenses and um, it'd still be consistent. Aaron Jones, when you ask him to do too much pass catching, starts dropping things. When you ask him to run the ball in important situations, we know what happens. Right. Um, but right. I, I, but I, again, I agree with you, Drew. I think that, but, but like I said, I think that looking at the contracts themselves on face value, uh, obviously the money for, you know, money for both of these guys. I mean, I, I mean, as a Patriots fan, you know, paying $2 million for like Devin McCourty for 10 years, obviously I don't want to pay any, that's not obviously not the price point, but I'm just making exaggeration for, for a point. Like it really depends on, you know, where you come from as a fan. I mean, obviously for you, you know, there is there, whether or not you want to say it, there's, there's a little bit of bias, obviously with watch, being able to watch his game versus, you know, only seeing Matt Milano playing a little bit, like you're not really seeing him play the full spectrum, but, but you, you know, and like for me and Chris, like, you know, Matt Milano was on Buffalo. So we saw him play a little more than you did. I don't think, did the Bills ever play the Packers this season? This season? No. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like you watched a Packers home game or a Packers away game and you saw him play an entire game. You get a little more, uh, you know, a little more insight on that. But, but to counter that as well, um, you know, you also know how Aaron Jones is and you would rather have a player that it's not Aaron Jones. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd rather have a player on the defensive side of the ball that can really quarterback your defense, something that your team needed, you know, yeah. but again, someone to, yeah you know or also you know make running backs fumble the ball at the beginning of the third quarter in the nsu championship so but i agree i think matt milano is probably the better pick at this price point um i just i i think i think for me it's going to be production drop off you know we can come to this conversation in two years and say oh well matt milano got hurt and retired and aaron jones is you know still having 1200 yard running seasons you know so you know, anything can happen. I, it just, again, you look at trends, running backs tend to drop off. I mean, how old is Aaron Jones? 26. Yeah. Something like that. All right. So he, you know, that 20, that 28 year running back season's coming up. I mean, that, that, that's usually the threshold. Is it right? Am I wrong on that? Or is it 28 or 27 or 20? It could be 26. I don't remember. I know there's a certain year where running backs tend to just hit the wall and start going down in production, but I mean, he's only been in the league for three years. So I don't, I, I don't, think we have to worry about that again in the next four years i think he'll be fine for the next four years right just don't want to pay him 12 million dollars each year for the next four years yeah i don't know i i mean i don't i don't blame you <laughs> i really don't especially when there's other options at running back and that's another another it, 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 Dylan would have been so good right so, so like good. you know you could go out and get a guy like james white for probably like five or six million dollars a year and he's gonna be a better pass catching option than aaron jones and again, you, you, you know, I just think, I think a lot of it is teams are really going with like a two back set rather than having a workhorse. I just think it's, it's the way that the league is going. I mean, you know, obviously Alvin Kamara is a workhorse, but he also split the time with Mark Ingram and they both had a thousand yard seasons. So it's not unheard of, you know, to have a workhorse, but to also, you know, split the backfield. But I, I just think that it's becoming more commonplace to have a split backfield. 
The Patriots right, have, but if they have James White, they still have AJ Dillon. That's a split backfield. That's fine. No, I Can I bring that. up my argument? Oh. Okay. Anyways, well, Chris, if you want to go ahead and go go to your point, go ahead. But then we should go move on to the trash bag because we're getting close to an hour. All right. All right. Real quick, when you bring up the 2020 stats, Aaron Jones is fourth in yards for all running backs in the NFL, right? Matt Milano is not even in the top 50 for linebackers. That, that's it. That's all I need to bring to the table. But if we want to keep going, for what Again. for linebackers? For what? Yeah, what's that? Um, solo tackles, interceptions, all of them. He's not even in the top fifty. Hold on, let me bring. Let me go back to that. IDP. But it brings up your solo tackles. It brings up interceptions, assists, sacks. So he is not even in the top 50 on lineups.com. Aaron Jones is ranked fourth for yards last season. My point is there are players that are in the top 50 for linebackers or for defense, like Malcolm Butler, Kyle Van Noy, players that have gotten cut and are now free agents, not even traded, cut. And if someone like in the general area with Aaron Jones, like David Montgomery, who's fifth, Jonathan Taylor, who's third, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, all those would get a lot more money and not be, they'd have to be traded per se or get a a big amount chunk instead of being just cut from their team, like Kyle Van Noy or Malcolm Butler. Aaron Jones is more valuable because the running back is more valuable. Well, no, you're talking about guys that are getting cut because they're 29, 30, 31 years old and making way too much money. Aaron Jones isn't going to get cut because he's 25. See, I I still disagree with that, though. If you're putting up top 50 points, if you're putting up, let's see, what do we have here? Malcolm Butler had 81 solo tackles. tackles. Matt Milano only had 45. 35 like it, it, it doesn't even come down to like that you're, you're because two different positions chris because the cornerback first of all yeah you're right I, I can't bring cornerback you're right so let's find a linebacker because cornerbacks usually don't have that many tackles so that's insane um huh Let, let's go to no, 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 i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you i'm saying like the fact that malcolm butler had 81 solo tackles and got cut still which is bizarre they should have restructured. I mean, he's a tackle machine, clearly. Don't forget that Matt Milano missed like six games last year. So. Also fair. I know. That's that's a big thing I'm bringing into this because he had over 100 in 2019. Yeah. But Exactly. I, I know, healthy. I know. But if we're basing him off that, I still think that the running backs are just more powerful altogether than defensive players. Running backs are a dime a dozen. Linebackers are very hard to find. It's much easier to run a successful running back by committee cobbled together running back room than it is to run with discount line. I mean, honestly, hell, even look at the Packers' backfield last year. Yeah, Aaron Jones, but if Aaron Jones wasn't producing, they put Jamal Williams in, and Jamal did just fine. He's even AJ pro- Dillon. Even AJ Dillon. He's a product of the offensive line that's been put in front of him because the Packers, quite frankly, have. A top three offensive line, if not the, the offensive, offensive line, line, 
and a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that that's, you know. The, You're going to tell me that Aaron Jones didn't benefit from the passing and the switching no, of no, tempo. That, and- that, yes, that, no, no, uh, yes, that I agree with. What I'm saying is like, you know, when he's got the ball in his hands, his downfield ability and all that kind of stuff is all him in the, the offensive line. You know what I mean? When right. he's got the ball in his like all the other stuff, yes. I was just going to say like when he gets the ball and is running towards the offensive line, that is a product of his offensive line because, you know, the other two running backs in the system have had that as well, and they have thrived off of that as well. Right. So it's if it was, you know, yeah. So – Jones you is know, fast, he's quick, he's agile, which is great, but so is James White. He can also catch a lot better. And right. I'm cool with A.J. Dillon just running people over instead of Aaron Jones running around people. That's way better. Yeah, that's fine. But that, I want James again, White back on the paths. He okay. does not need to leave. I love That man does not he need to leave. He wanted to come to Green Bay, too. I'm so mad. I know. Was he? Yeah, he went to college in Wisconsin. Oh, he wow. Did, yeah. he, Wisconsin. he would have been an amazing addition to the Packers. Was he on the James White is truthfully one of the best catching running backs out there. Oh, he's a phenomenal pass catcher. Yeah, he's he's top. He's still top five. I mean, he was hurt all last season, so I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't really base off of that. The season before that, he was perfectly fine. The season before that, he was phenomenal. Let's not forget the Falcons season. The 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 season they beat the Falcons, he was probably the sixth best running back in the league at that point. Point being, I'm going to hate to see that man leave. You know receiving wise but um yeah whatever i mean i Zach's just given he, up i i'm honestly about to change teams i mean that's besides the point but <laughs> um I, I just all right we get ahead on to trash bag let's yeah let's move on uh that's but that was masturbators we're gonna put that question up for you guys uh which you know which player would you rather have matt milano aaron jones four years Let's 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 split the diff for forty six million dollars. I mean, one made forty four, one made forty eight. It's really not all that much different. So, split the diff forty six mil. Uh, you know, which player would you rather have at that price point? I mean, obviously, you know, the two people wearing Boda sponsored stuff said Matt Milano, so it's pretty official. The other person who's not wearing Boda sponsored stuff didn't. So that kind of sucks. You did not just go there. But- <laughs> you did not just go there. Anyways, let's let's move on to the trash bag. Uh. Trash bag of the week, sponsored by, also not sponsored by, Glad Force Flex. Welcome back, the super Glad Force Flex. Uh, so I'm going to start off. My golden trash bag of the week goes to Chris for not being able to pick up his Boda jersey. So that sucks. I did um, not even know they were in, to be honest. Yeah, that's really sad because I texted everyone and I, I sent everyone pictures. Let, let's bring this. And Chris, yeah, Andrew posted pictures. So I really okay. don't. Can, can we can we can we interrupt you? Have I been active via text lately? No. No. It doesn't sound like our problem. No. No. You can you can remove you can remove uh, fuck you guys. You can remove from text and that would still be a valid statement. Fuck you. Why don't you come see my place and bring it to me? That's my, a long drive. By place, I mean butthole. Come on. I know. I know. Um, all right. Well, let's start off. Uh I really almost read this as Meyer Lemon. So there you go. So Meyer Lemon in the in the, the, the Glad Force Flex bag of trash bag. Uh, no, Myers Leonard. Myers? Is it first name Myers? Did we go over this already? Myers Leonard. Uh yeah, dude. You can't you, you can't you can't be using uh, you know anti-Semitic language on Twitch. Just 
Yeah, it's in the community guidelines. I mean, I feel like that's a given. Um, apparently, the Green Bay Packers are in the trash bag this week, apparently, for signing Aaron Jones. I, I don't know, which is kind of weird. Did you write that, Drew? I did. Yeah, so it's a little weird to write someone to write, you know, the, the Packers in the trash bag when you liked the signing, Chris. So don't really get that. I didn't um, say I liked the signing. I said okay. I agreed with Drew that I much would rather would have had them pick someone else up instead of paying that money for Jones. I completely agree with what Drew was saying someone in the sense else. where Aaron Jones was Aaron someone Jones. that they could have went off of. Huh? That's basically what just happened there. Somebody else, Aaron Jones, Matt Milano, all the way down. That's basically what just happened. Uh, all right, well, next, next up in the trash bag, uh, yeah, no, I'll agree with this one. The Saints for not being able to give Drew Brees at least another ring. Uh, yeah, um, I don't really know how, what else to say about that one, but losing to the Vikings like three years in a row in the wild card round doesn't really do you any good. So sorry, Drew. Uh, Drew Brees, not you, Drew. Um, all right, fair, fair enough. Um, also, you know. Um, <laughs> Kyle Rudolph, a.k.a., you know, Saints Killer, or, you know, Stefan Diggs, a.k.a. Saints Killer. Like, you know, just keep naming players. Um, all right, well, yeah, we have also have Matt Milano in the trash bag for also signing a deal for no reason. So let's just shit on, let's just shit on players for signing deals because they don't deserve their money. All right, cool. Matt Milano for being shit at his job, says the guy who can't make a tackle. Ooh, weird time to glitch Matt out. Milano on. has a hundred, at least in one season. Did you just say I can't Matt. make a tackle either? Is that what you said? I mean, yeah. If you want to read the tape, I have a picture of me tackling you in Patriot Place. Do I have to bring that up? You have a picture. I believed picture I tackled you straight to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I have a picture of it. Don't you worry. For all, for all the, all, all those, all of you out there, Jesus, I can't speak today. Yeah, that's not true. He doesn't have that. There's no evidence. He's gonna bring up the evidence. Uh, Zach for being tackled. All right, yeah, Zach, straight in the trash bag, bro. Whoever <laughs> the Zach person is, whoever the Zach person is, he fucking sucks because he got tackled. I don't know who he is. Dude, I mean, Zach, you know, good, old, good old soggy boy will find out who the Zach person is. But Zach, uh, anybody. Sucks. Anything else for the trash bag, guys? Oh, no. Nah. Let, let's let's really let's really throw one in the trash bag, dude. Fucking Rona, because it got our boy James. All right? Let's put coronavirus in the fucking bag, because James has Rona. We are all very sad. We are all praying for him in our own weird spiritual ways, I guess. I don't know. Um, we just, yeah, it, it sucks. We want him to be better. Hopefully he can. We know, hope James stays safe yep. and recovers nicely. That's yep. two out of four of us that Rona's gotten. Yeah, but he's, you know, the one above, well, I guess technically above me in my picture, but Drew recovered. So let's let's make it two for two on recovery, please. If not, that means no more free beer for me, which sucks. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's right, James. That's all you are, bitch. It's free beer. That is all you are. That's all you are. Good for a fucking sit and spin and a fucking free beer. All right, well, anything else from, from us, boys? You got anything else, Drew, Chris, anything else? Uh, no, I'm trying to find a picture of me tackling you. 
Um, all right, well, if you can't find it in the next, I don't know, two minutes while I sign us off, then it's going to be very unfortunate. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to The Boda Show. As always, we are The Boda Boys, Boda Sports. I'm Soggy Boy. I got Drew whipping his hair back and forth like Will Smith. Chris, I whip my hair back and forth. Chris has got the Mad Widow's Peak right now. Look at that shit. Holy crap. Look like uh, Prince Harry. I look uh, like I have a receding hairline because I do. At no, sorry, Prince years Charles. Which, which is the one that's married to Kate? Anybody know? Kate Upton, Justin Verlander. Okay. Um, anyways, guys, you know where to find us. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, also, Spotify twice because I don't know. I said Spotify twice. I felt like it. Uh, we are on Anchor. We are also on YouTube, guys. Please, 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 please check out our YouTube channel. We have tons of content there. You can see our beautiful faces uh, and our beautiful merch that we are currently wearing. And we will be wearing throughout all of our episodes. <coughs> Chris. Um, I love how the picture he brings up is just us posing like high school football players and not the actual picture of me supposedly being tackled. I don't think I have it, but Sam does. I'm, I'm gonna find this picture and i will post it on the socials well i yeah. think it was prince edward by the way thank you mm, no huh? edward and no i don't think it is i'll figure it out my girlfriend's obsessed with the with the royal family so i'll ask tom but anyways like i said thank you for tuning in for drew for chris i am the soggy boy we will see you bright and early i believe tomorrow morning or sort of if we go live 6 a.m. Garbage time. Get ready, boys and girls. I hope you're buckled up. It's the Patriots episode, so it's going to be good. It's going to be real interesting. Uh, Yeah, but uh, like I said, and also shout out to James for missing a podcast, you fucking slut. Uh, We miss you, baby. (laughs) Feel better. We love you. Signing off. Adios, peeps. Stay yabo. Bye. James, only James. James, stay beautiful, all right? Stay abo. You stay soggy. Stay abo. Soggies.